Take off your pants. Unleash your true self. Real unicorns don't wear pants. Oh, hey, money-making unicorns. How the fuck are you today? New present, new present, new present. And it comes in the form of a bookkeeper because bitches, you need to keep your books, even though we don't want to, and we feel like we don't need to, we, we, we do, we have to keep our books. It's what legitimizes our business. So today I have brought you the very best bookkeeper and she is the best bookkeeper because she is mindful about money and being money minded when you're a bookkeeper is a big fucking deal. And I searched high and low for a really great bookkeeper because I didn't want to deal with any of that scarcity bullshit that comes with so many people that are in the financial industry. And I found Sam who happens to be one of my unicorn clients. So Sam, please tell us who the fuck you are and why the fuck we should listen to you today. Tell us all the things. Great. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. My name is Samantha Palisol. I am the owner and head bookkeeper in charge of Little Town Bookkeeping, where I help online service providers and coaches expand their capacity for serving others without getting bogged down in the numbers by maintaining a bookkeeping system built for scalability. And you should listen to me because I think bookkeeping is often kind of like a dirty word for like new business owners. It's yes. kind of like what, um, what the word budget is to <laughs> personal finance. It's like, it gives people that like icky, like scarcity feeling and they don't like it. So they just kind of like glaze over it. Um, but it is a really important tool. And if you are not using it in your business and you have those big audacious money goals, there's a disconnect. And so I, I'm hoping that I can kind of soften it for you a little bit today, clarify some things so it doesn't seem as scary. I think that after working with you, I kind of replaced that big, scary, like budgety, nasty, like thinking of like stacks of receipts feeling mm -hmm. with like Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> That's a Beauty and the Beast lot library is what bookkeeping yes. can feel like in your business. I know for me, this is something that really helped lower all of my like day-to-day -day anxiety because you guys, like we kind of put our heads under under the rug and we're like, I'm not going to look at any of this shit. And we're like an ostrich with our head in the sand of like, I'm just not going to look at it and then it will go away. And you guys, that's not how it works. It's like when you get to the space of really wanting to be able to scale and wanting to do things effectively and also being able to do good things with your money on the back end, like you gotta have a system for it. And I promise you that you're going to feel better after you get the system in place. So even if you're in a state of mind right now where you're like, fuck you, Nicole, like it's, I'm not gonna do it. Like trust me, like once you do after the fact, it's going to feel so much better. I felt so much better after Sam and I ripped through all of the stuff. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is I was building this business so fucking fast that it was like, I had a choice to make, like I could slow down and fuck with my books or I could just keep making money. And I chose to just keep making money for the first million and a half, maybe $2 million before I got Sam behind there. And she was like, Oh my God. But what is your, your tagline with this, Sam? Because this is so fucking powerful and everybody needs to hear it, okay? So what's the tagline about bookkeeping? <laughs> Everything is fixable. That's it. And that is something that I learned in my previous job. I worked in an accounting department and I saw that in, in real time every single day. Like everything is fixable. When I would make mistakes, we could always fix it. And even when I was really nervous to take them to my boss, <laughs> I could we, could, we could always fix it. There was always a solution. The solution sometimes isn't ideal, right? It's not always what, it's not always perfect, but 
it is fixable in the end. There's always a solution. Um, so that's a very important thing to remember. I like to also say progress over perfection. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things where we kind of think it's such a balled up, tangled up mess of jewelry that we can't pull it apart. But the fact of the matter is we can. It's might, it might take some time. It might take some effort. But at the end of the day, like everything has a solution and we're able to peel back all those layers and get everything in order. And even if we fuck up along the way, we can go back. We can fix that. We can make micro adjustments. And so allowing yourself to be in the space of taking action um, with a bookkeeper is going to help your business to become more legitimate legitimized, but also for you to really understand your money habits and your money flow patterns. Um, and I know that you've probably been working with clients where all of a sudden they start keeping their books and they realize that they had a little bit more money than they thought they did, or they could reappropriate that money in some different ways. So tell us, when should you get a bookkeeper? Like if you're in the entrepreneurial space, when should bookkeeping become a thing for you? So I like to recommend as quickly as you can, not that you need a bookkeeper as quickly as you can, but to at least start thinking about it as soon as possible. So in the very early stages of business, some things that you can do to kind of position yourself to eventually work with a bookkeeper are things like opening a business bank account right away and separating your business finances from your personal finances which I know I get some backlash on this sometimes because people are like, well, wouldn't it just be easier to keep everything in one place? And I'm like, no, absolutely not. Because <laughs> then at the end of the year, when you're getting ready for taxes, that's, that's what you have to go through and sift through is be like, is this personal or is it business? And like, you know that you can't just look at, you know, an Amazon charge on your bank statement and rattle off what it was. And you don't know, you're going to have to look back and find it. So always as soon as possible switch or not switch but open a business bank account and use that for all your business stuff um and just like keep it simple from the start so you know pick be be intentional about how you um accept payments into your business you know it's okay not to accommodate every little thing right you don't have to take venmo and zelle and paypal and stripe and, and like you don't have to accept payments in every which way you get you're the business owner you get to tell people how they pay you you would never go to walmart and say oh can i just venmo, venmo you for this like that would be insane, <laughs> right you you pay in the way that they offer you to pay so you get to do that in your business too so i think it's just important to remember that the more channels through which money is entering and or leaving your business, the more work there is to be done. So simplify it as much as possible from the beginning. And I mean, that doesn't mean you can't have more channels because I mean, right now in my business, I have I think five bank accounts, two credit cards and two payment processors that I use, but it's very simplified and there is a system behind it and everything works in a certain way. So it is simple and scalable. I know that if I doubled my income tomorrow, that nothing would change for the bookkeeping except for the numbers coming through. Um, so those are important things to think about from the start. Um, but as far as when to actually get a, you know, start working with a bookkeeper, I think it's just when, when you feel like you could use that extra support um, when, you know, maybe you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed with the numbers and you want, you know, somebody to help you make sense of it because the actual bookkeeping of it all is, I think, what makes people nervous because there is a system, 
right? There is a right way to do it, but I like to also say that there are a lot of right ways to do it. Like there is a framework with that you have to work within, but I think my favorite thing about bookkeeping versus like tax is that taxes are very rigid. There's lots of rules. With, a, with bookkeeping, yes, there is a framework and there are rules, but there's also a lot of flexibility for customization and seeing what you want to see as the business owner. So if you have multiple streams of income and you want to see, you know, how they are impacting, you know, what their impact is individually, you can create a system that will do that for you. It doesn't have to be super rigid and within all the tax stuff. You can pull the tax stuff out of you know whatever you build that's individual to you so once you want that extra structure and support and somebody to kind of you know help you through like kind of wade through some of that compliance stuff and um you know the credits and debits of it all that is kind of when um you need a bookkeeper but before that i think as long as you're keeping it simple and you have a a system like you can get by for a while without it. And I like to recommend probably getting a, an accountant first um, because I, I do recommend that you have both um, and, you know, have them for the tax stuff because that's really important, right? You don't want the IRS to, you know, notice, <laughs> notice you if you're not being proactive and actually doing the tax stuff. Um, but a bookkeeper can come in and help you with the day-to-day -day stuff that eventually you won't have time to do yourself and you don't want to do yourself because it's, it takes you out of your zone of genius. I think that that's the biggest piece of it, right? Is like in the beginning when we're entrepreneurs, we're doing everything. Like we have every hat on all the time. Like it's like, okay, we're the sales guy. We're the marketing guy. We're the back of the house. We're taking out the trash. We're doing all the things. Right. <laughs> um, but when we get into this space of being able to create a little separation in our business, usually when we start bringing in a steady amount of income, we can hire assistants. We can really start focusing on cleaning up those back of the house systems and allowing space for somebody else to come in and do this. And I think that people don't really understand because they look at it as an expense of like, oh, a bookkeeper as an expense. But the fact of the matter is, is that the time and the energy and the mental load that you spend doing debits and credits and just trying to sort through shit you don't understand and trying to learn a software that you don't know is actually time that you could have spent getting another client. And so it's like, if you think about it in like how many clients you have, it's like, it's just one more client a month for most people to be able to afford a bookkeeper for three months. And so like allowing yourself to understand the time differential is what's going to help you make sense and dollars of this kind of decision. I think that, you know, and then there's the people on the other side, right? That it's like, they get up, they hire a bookkeeper <laughs> and they don't have any money. <laughs> okay. It's like, if you don't have clients, <clears throat> it's not time for you to hire a bookkeeper. Okay. <laughs> you don't need someone to keep books that don't exist. Um, and so right. it's understanding that there needs to be consistent revenue coming in um, before this is a thing. And like you said, I mean, it's really choosing those different platforms. I know that in the beginning, I definitely made that mistake. I was building so fast. Like I had no idea what I was doing. And in the beginning, like PayPal, like my coach told me, he's like, just take payments on PayPal. And I, I didn't understand that. Right. And so I just did what I was told, but it was like, I took payments on my personal PayPal. Like I didn't know that I needed to set up a business PayPal or any of those things. Um, because 
I, I, he, no one told me, <laughs> right? And so then I had my personal PayPal and then I had my business PayPal and then somebody was like, can I pay you on Venmo? And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. I mean, like I had like $100,000 in payments that were like spread out over these like random platforms that it was really hard to track all that stuff down. And then also when you start making real money, like you get yourself into trouble with that shit because you're not supposed to be receiving business payments on Venmo for sure. Venmo will fuck you, right? So it's like not yeah. Venmo and not PayPal personal. So it's like, you have to be able to be aware of these things, but also understanding that like financial literacy is something that builds step by step by step. You don't need to stop what you're doing in your business today and like go become a CPA. Like you're going to be fine. No. Right. <laughs> what do you feel like is the biggest, like most common mistake for people in the beginning? I think that a big mistake from the beginning is like I said, just kind of like accommodating anything and just like letting it come and being like, I'll just sort this out later. And like, there is a little bit of that. Like you can kind of just sort it out later, but like I said, putting a little bit of intention behind it so that you're, you're setting your future self up for um, it to be a little bit easier to untangle. That is best. But also I think that something else from the beginning is just not wanting to think about it at all and then having you know the big the big money goals and like it's a major disconnect it's and it's a major um i think it's a major mindset thing too you know if you're trying to you know improve your money mindset so you can allow all this money to come in but you're not giving it a place to land and a place to that it will you know be able to flow in nicely then you know, what are you doing? You know, what are you going to do when you make that first, you know, five figures in a month or six figures in a month? If, if, if it's just going to like fall into, you know, chaos, um, you know, it's, and I think it comes back to like some energetics too, of like, are you showing the universe that you're open to receiving all this money? And there's an actual, you know, open channel for it to come through. Yeah. I mean, I think that the energetics behind this, I mean, it's something that definitely most bookkeepers don't even touch on or even like consider mm -hmm. it in a factor. I think definitely the first couple of people I talked to, they were in the space of like, you better be careful, right? Like that's all I heard over and over and over again. I mean, granted, I was making a very large amount of money <laughs> very early and I definitely didn't have the like language pattern to go in and speak to a bookkeeper or speak to a CPA back then. I didn't know what questions to ask. I didn't know how to explain to them what I was doing, right? Like they thought I was like a drug dealer or something for sure. <laughs> They're like, no, we can't do the bookkeeping for your drug dealer business. Like you shouldn't be making this much money this fast. Um, so it was definitely them telling me to be careful. There was so much scarcity mindset language around it that it did make me nervous and it did make me feel like maybe I was doing something wrong and that I wasn't supposed to, to make money like this. Um, and so it's very important, you guys, to think about who you keep in proximity and like who you surround yourself with and who you are allowing to touch your money, because it is it is an energetic touch as a bookkeeper is going through all of your stuff and sorting things out like they are bringing energy to your business, too. And so you want to make sure that you're aligning with somebody that shares your core values um, around the money mindset development. And I think that this is pretty rare in the bookkeeping industry, which, guys, it shouldn't be if you are a bookkeeper 
please start really working with money mindset because you will get more clients for it for sure. But also like you're going to be doing your a, a much better service for the clients that you do have in helping them to align their money mindset. And Sam, I know that this is something that you've been working with. Like what's the change that you see in your clients when you help them to apply this money mindset to their bookkeeping? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, changing the mindset around money, I mean, it's hard because like, I feel like even my clients have like kind of a boundary up with me as their bookkeeping professional of like, you know, they tell me the things that I need to know or the things that I ask about, but they're not super like proactive with like sharing things with me. So like, you know, I had a client that you know, brought on a contractor and then she was like, oh yeah, by the way, you know, I, I have a contractor now. And I'm like, okay, but you know, if you brought that to me, you know, a couple weeks ago and just like told me about it, you know, I might've been able to help you kind of evaluate like how much you could afford to pay a contractor and like what the impact would be on the books. And like, it doesn't have to be like, you don't have to have your bookkeeper to like go ask them permission. It's, it's your money and it's your business and you get to do whatever you want. But I think that something that's very important to realize is that pretty much every decision in your business, whether you realize it or not, is going to come back to the bookkeeping at some point. It's going to have some kind of an impact on the numbers. Um, and I think that there's a huge like disconnect with that of, you know, even just adding a new software for your business it, of like an, adding a new payment processor or, um, you know, adding, a payroll software so that you can pay your employees. Like those are things that would be really helpful knowledge for a bookkeeper to have. And then they can help, you know, guide you um, in ways and, you know, give you more information to help you make um, smooth transitions. Um, and that's really important. I like to try to, you know, ask my clients things like, you know, what are like, what is your vision? What are your goals that you're working towards? And the inclination is always to be like, well, I, you know, they keep it very kind of bookkeeping centric or like money centric. And I'm like, I just, I just want to know like all the things like big picture, like what are you trying to do? What impact are you trying to have? And, you know, having that context when working in their books is really helpful to being able to be like, you know, if, um, if charity is important to them, you know, maybe we create, you know, a system for setting aside, you know, a percentage of their income and putting it in a, an account that is designated for charity so that they always know that whenever they want to give, you know, this is what is set aside for that specific purpose. And they don't have to worry about like stealing that from their operating expenses, right? Like we can position the business towards, you know, doing those things. And, we can also position the business to take care of, you know, the baseline things like setting money aside for taxes so that you're not, um, you know, blindsided once a year when taxes come on the same day every year, right? That shouldn't be blindsided. <laughs> it's very sneaky. <laughs> it's always going to happen. Let's just accept it and, and plan for it. Um, so, so yeah, like we, and, and paying ourselves, like that's a big one. Like people like, they're like, I'll just like pay myself last. And I'm like, no, like that's one of the first things that you should be doing is, is paying yourself out of your business and making it feel really real and legit and making it really reciprocal to yourself and all the time and energy and love and money that you put into it too. Um, allow the business to give back to you as well. Um, so 
so yeah, I think that there's just so many ways that your bookkeeper can help you, um, you know, if they're, if they're willing to, right. <laughs> um, but to do some of those kind of out of the box things and plan for some of those out of the box things, um, that maybe you're not even considering, right? Like if any of my clients were to bring pretty much anything to me, like I would listen and, you know, be able to, you know, shed some light from a bookkeeping perspective. Um, and, you know, none of it is going to be irrelevant to me. You know, I'm interested, you know, I, I want to be able to help you reach your goals. Um, and so the more information, the better. And as a bookkeeper, I love, more information. <laughs> There's no, no such thing as too much information for bookkeeping. Yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of people just don't know that they can do this, right? Like that they don't know that this could be a resource. Um, and I think in entrepreneur land, we have this idea in our head that we have to make all of the decisions ourselves. And that if we don't, we're somehow like not a real leader or not a real business person. But the truth of the matter is, is that real CEOs don't make all of the decisions. They actually delegate the decisions out to the person who's the best man for the job, right? That's actually what it means to be a CEO is to not to make the decision, but to decide who should make the decision. And sometimes that person can be the bookkeeper. And I mean, to your point of like investing in charities of like setting aside the percentage, this also works for investment. And I think that this mm -hmm. is something that like when you are starting to make unreasonable amounts of money and like all of a sudden you're making five times what you used to make like you don't always know what to do with that and so your bookkeeper can be someone who's an absolute resource for you to understand how to position your investment structures and to say like okay so say you know ten thousand dollars came in this month instead of like okay let's all save it all for a rainy day which is what i think that we all inherently do at first right it's like just stuff it under right. the mattress and hope for the best um but it's actually to appropriate it because when your money has a channel to fulfill and like a job to do, it's like, if you think about like, um, I don't know, like a shepherd, like a dog, right? Like it has, it needs a job to do. Like it needs to go herd the sheep. Like if it just has to sit in the house all day, like it's not gonna be happy. It's not gonna be fulfilled in its life. Like we have to think about that in money too, is that money likes to be fulfilled with a purpose. And so if we're just stuffing it under the mattress all the time, energetically we're stopping the flow of money so it's allowing that money to come in and then giving that money a job to do and that job might be taxes right which isn't always fun but you know it's also remembering that it's a privilege to get to pay taxes right we get to pay our taxes we don't have to uh, we can go to jail if we want <laughs> if we just need a fucking break <laughs> well or the other alternative is that you're just not making money your business is not profitable so you don't have to pay taxes and right? you know that's not if good. If you want a successful business, it has to be turning a profit and therefore there has to be taxes involved. And so you get to have a profitable business that makes money, that is fulfilling to you and that pays taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, go team, right? But yeah. it's like if its job is to pay taxes or sometimes the money has a job to pay a charity or to pay staff, like that's one of my favorite things to get to do is I get to invest in my staff, right? And then also looking at it and saying, okay, how much of this do I want to put aside into an investment, <clears throat> into an investment account? Because it can get really exciting to be like, ooh, like we have a goal and we sit down with a bookkeeper and say, like, my goal is to, you know, build up 50K, right? I want to build up 50K so I can go buy a piece of property or so I can go do an acquisition of another business or whatever that is. And so if you set up that goal with your bookkeeper, then your bookkeeper can look at your percentages and break it down and say, okay, it's reasonable for you to be setting aside, 
6% for this. And so then you can watch that money grow and that's fun. And it kind of gives you this like excitement and this feeling of like what money can do for us on the back end. And when you start getting excited about that kind of revenue and how the revenue can work for you, when your money starts working smart for you, this is going to clean up the entire energetic of in the beginning of the sales process, you're going to feel so much better closing clients when you know that your money is coming in and being kept in nice and neat and tidy books that go into a flow through system where your money is going to work smart for you on the back end. And I think that, I mean, I know that like no coaches talk about this, right? Like mm -hmm. nobody talks about this in business coaching even, um, but it is having that like very clean energetic flow through. And when you have a great bookkeeper who can be very mindful about not just you know the the nickels and dimes and like you know where all your receipts are but can be mindful about your higher intention for your business like you're bringing somebody onto your team that's going to enhance the respect that your business carries for money and that's a very important relationship to foster right and i like that you say that you know bring up respect for your money because i know i've heard you say that a lot with like you know i don't manage my money i respect my money and you know when I've heard you say that, you know, I've had that feeling of like, or that thought in my mind of like, I think the most respectful thing I can do for my money is give it a system that is well thought out and aligned with my goals and desires. And, you know, so I don't have to worry about it, but not, not worry about it in a way of like, I'm just going to like pretend it's not happening, but not have to worry about it because you know, you've already set it up to do all the things that you want it to do. Right. And there's always going to be, um, you know, ways to improve it over time. Right. But, you know, it should be like little tweaks here and there as you're, you know, as you get to the next level and you see like, oh, I could do this thing now. And like, it shouldn't have to be like a huge overhaul. Right. It's little tweaks as you grow and you get to that next level. And there's, you know, one more thing that, you know, makes more sense. One more automation that might make sense, you know, things like that. Um, yeah. Like when I first got the kind of like idea that I should like lace money mindset into or just mindset in general, it doesn't even have to be really about money, but kind of lace that into bookkeeping. It almost seems silly that nobody does it. Like nobody really talks about it. Agreed. And when, <laughs> when they do it, it's very superficial. It's like, you know, it's that like check the box kind of mindset because like as a bookkeeper, you know, I, I, I do like that kind of stuff. I like the compliance of it. I like having a structure to work with it. I like checking the boxes, but it doesn't make sense that you wouldn't be applying like intention to the way that you spend and handle your money or um like the thing you know mindset has been hard for me to learn because of just the the kind of person i am the way i am like it's not something <laughs> i grew up with it's, it's been an adjustment in learning about it um but you know one of the things you know the first kind of steps is like you have to be aware of the way you think and feel about things before you can make any changes right so being aware of like what your money is already doing and how you're already handling your money and how you're already thinking and feeling about that system. Like that just makes so much sense. That's part of what bookkeeping is there for. It's to bring awareness and clarity to your financial situation. Um, and so from there, once you have the awareness and the clarity, that's when you can start, you know, making the little shifts and, you know, 
positioning what you do in a way that is aligned with your goals and desires. And so you can, you know, it's, it's what you teach <laughs> mindset plus strategy equals actionable steps. That's it. <laughs> like, so bringing the mindset into the bookkeeping, which doesn't feel very mindset E because I don't think we have married them together, but it seems to me in my experience, it seems like a really natural fit to put them together so that you can make mindful decisions towards your goals and desires and get there quickly, more quickly. I mean, first of all, you're definitely not giving yourself enough credit for the mindset work that you've done. I mean, I watched you come into nonstop, you know, and like be in that space of like, like, how the fuck did I get here? What is happening? <laughs> Who is this crazy bow girl? Right. Um, but I watched you really develop these things. And I think that like, especially now when you're on coaching calls and you're seeing the newbies come in, right. And you see the new clients come in and you can feel that gap between where you are now and where you used to be based on like the questions that they're asking and the behaviors that they're exhibiting. Like I see you in the chat, like, you know, and people, people just don't understand it at this level. And like, they don't get that. So you've definitely come a really far long way in a very short amount of time with this. And I mean, and your sales reflect that, you know, you're fully booked out and all the things like it's, it's awesome. Right. But you're right. It's insane to me that like this is not just standard practice when it comes to bookkeeping um, or even as like CPAs, you know, um, with taxes and any yeah. of that kind of stuff as well. Like the financial institutes, especially when you are specializing for people that are, you know, kind of working in this this different realm with money where it's not just like trading time for money in an hourly sense. But like when you're working with people who are making exponential money, if you want to specialize in people like that as your target market, like you got to speak their language, you know, and I've gone to so many bookkeepers. I went to so many CPAs trying to find somebody who could understand what the fuck I was saying. Right. But also that I could understand them. And it was really hard to have that meeting of the minds because there's so much scarcity in it. And quite honestly, I don't want people touching my money that that behave like that, that are in that constant like, well, how much money did you spend on this? And like kind of treating me like I'm a child. I don't like that shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and bookkeepers tend to kind of have that vibe a lot of the times. And so it's like, I don't want to, I'm not answering to you. Like I want to partner with you. I want to work with you and I want you to help me to do good things with my money. But if your money mindset is fucked off as a bookkeeper, I'm not going to choose you. Right. So it's like, if you are in this industry and you are in a, a bookkeeper, like, or anything financial in that, like, work on your money mindset because it creates a massive competitive edge um i mean i don't know why the fuck you wouldn't do that you love money right you're a bookkeeper that's what you do you love money you love systems you might as well imbue it with the mindset energy components that make it work faster for people and and help your clients along the way in that i think that there's so much power in respecting your money and also being very intentional when you're working with someone else's money yeah and i think that this is something that has become um, much easier with like cloud accounting and the fact that, you know, I can work with clients across the United States. Um, you know, it used to be when you, when it was time to hire a bookkeeper, you were limited to the person in town. You're right. Like, <laughs> like, and, you know, they also did bookkeeping for, you know, a farm, the local general store, like no niche. They were very broad strokes and it didn't care if you hated their guts or they were mean and crotchety like that was the person but now you can find 
anybody. You don't have to just work with a bookkeeper because they're a bookkeeper. You get to find somebody that you're not afraid of, right? Because we do this where we're, we do this where we're afraid of we're afraid of professionals. We're afraid of totally. you know, we're afraid of lawyers and like you know we we get scared to tell them things, right? It's like when you go to the doctor and like you tell them like a half truth because you're afraid of what <laughs> how many say. how many drinks have you had this week? Like that question right. is never going to get answered. <laughs> Right. And people do that with their bookkeeping too, whether they're doing it consciously or not. Like I, I can't even tell you how many times I've been working with a client for, you know, a couple months and then I find out they have a credit card that I knew nothing about. And I'm like, okay, so I need to know all the things in order for this to be the most like cohesive system <laughs> over here. So is there anything else? But I need my secret credit card. I need my secret right. credit card. So you can't see what I'm buying. <laughs> right? Like no judgment. I just need to see. <laughs> so, um, so that's something important to remember, but it is important. Like you, you don't have to work with a bookkeeper that you don't like you. There are so many bookkeepers out there. There are just so many, you can work with somebody that you like, you can work with somebody that works specifically with your industry and knows your language and knows, you know, maybe even more than you because they've had the benefit of working with you and all your competitors. Like they might have insights into things that, you know, softwares and things like that, that you never even have come across yet. And they might be able to help you in those ways. So you can really find somebody to partner with, collaborate with. Um, it doesn't have to be just, you know, any old person that's nearby, you know? Yeah. I mean, and I feel like I didn't even know that until like, two years ago, right? It's like, I thought that bookkeepers had to be in, and I don't know why, like, I mean, that makes no sense at all. Like everything's online, but I think we have this point of reference in our head of like this old lady with this giant notebook <laughs> that's just going to come and yell at you. <laughs> yeah. That's going to come and yell at you for the things that you did wrong this month. That's what a bookkeeper is, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. And I think that that's another good point is like, we have that kind of idea because like bookkeeping has come really far in just like my lifetime right because when i was born like it wasn't necessarily you know normal for people to have a computer in their house right and then the internet became like a thing that was actually in people's homes and like so bookkeeping has changed a lot it used to be very data entry and like that's kind of it because there was so much data and to enter there's no time to do anything else right yeah but now with computers and technology and the internet and you know all these things like bookkeeping as a profession has changed a lot and i think that's where some of the confusion between like do i need a bookkeeper or an accountant or both um that comes into play because there's more overlap between what bookkeepers and accountants do um but at the end of the day, they are, they do still have, serve different purposes. Um, and, you know, if that's something that is, you know, something that eludes you and something that is, has been kind of confusing, the analogy I like to use with this is um, a nurse versus a doctor, right? So we know that a hospital doesn't function nearly as well as it does without nurses because they allow for more efficiency and they allow doctors to stay in their zone of genius in their specialty and see more patients and you know be more efficient in what they do same with bookkeepers bookkeepers are doing the day-to-day -day stuff you know and they are kind of your you know everyday kind of like resource on the ins and outs of what's happening and then your accountant is more 
tax mind. So I'm coming from at your books at like a day to day kind of like, you know, all the things kind of mind. And your bookkeeper is coming in laser or your accountant, sorry, is coming in very laser focused on the tax perspective. And they might do things kind of differently. And that's okay. Because like I said before, the bookkeeping can be more customized and what you want it to be. The tax stuff has to be a certain way. So it's okay if your accountant's coming in and making some changes for tax stuff. And I think sometimes that can be confusing and it might seem like, oh, the bookkeeper is not doing their a good job because the accountant had to make adjustments. It's normal for the accountant to have to make adjustments or the accountant to have, have the bookkeeper make the adjustments. So they get to work together, but they have different specialties. They do different things. And ultimately, if you're working with a bookkeeper, it's better for your accountant because it's more efficient for them to just dive straight into their zone of genius. They get to work with more more clients. They get to be more efficient as well. And, you know, who doesn't want to spend less time with their accountant at their steep, you know, hourly rates, right? You get to streamline that process. One of my favorite um, stories from like working with um, one of my clients was she came to me, I think it was April of 2021. And so she had just finished her taxes and she had done it herself or had done her bookkeeping herself. Her, her accountant did her taxes. And she was like, I never want to do this again. Like this <laughs> is awful. I want somebody else to do it. I don't want to have to deal with it. And I was like, okay. So I set her up on um, a software and I started doing it. I did all of her um, 2021 stuff. Um, and then, you know, tax season rolled around in 2022 and she was like, okay, I've never done this before. Like I've never had a bookkeeper and an accountant. So how do I get, you know, your stuff, your information to him? And so I, you know, walked her through it, sent her the reports she needed. And um, I was nervous because I don't, I don't, I don't know her accountant. <laughs> so I was like, he's never, like, he doesn't know what I did. So, um, you know, I had no idea if he was going to have, you know, different, because um, I mean, we, we all do things a little bit differently and there's some flexibility for, bookkeepers and accountants, even just within both professions to do things differently. So I'm like, I don't know what his quirks are, but so I was nervous. I knew what day she was going to see him. And so I was like waiting at my computer. I'm like, what if she has questions? I told her she could email me and she didn't have any questions. But that afternoon, she was just like blowing up my social media with like testimonials all over the place, like in her stories on my Facebook business page, like all the places she's like, you know, we only had to spend 30 minutes at the accountant's office. And we like for the first time, I realized like this year, I made more money in my business than my husband did at his job. And um, because the books were so, you know, well in order, the accountant was able to identify extra deductions that I didn't, you know, that I didn't know about that I could take advantage of. And I was like, this is amazing. Like this was so awesome. And like, it's, you know, like a March afternoon, she lives in New England, like I do. And it was like the perfect sunny day and <laughs> super unseasonably warm. And she is like on a patio, like sipping on a cocktail on a Friday afternoon. Cause she just, you know, finished her taxes totally easy for her. Like she just had to go and do the 30 minute appointment. Easy peasy. So like that made me feel so good because like, that was specifically why she came to me. She's like, I never want to have to go through what I just went through again. And she won't have to. 
I love it. And I mean, you can't, you can't replace that like peace of mind feeling, right. Of like knowing that everything is done and that everything is done right. And that you're just on to the next thing and that you don't have to sit here and like untangle your books and bang your head against your taxes. Like you can just continue to make money in April. You don't have to sit there and suffer for the whole damn month. Right. Like, it's an amazing thing. So I mean, right. I mean, and if you think about valuable. it, by the time you're filing your taxes in April, like you're doing it for the previous year and you're already four year or four months into the new year and you're still thinking about last year, like, no, like leave that behind, do it in that year <laughs> and then go forward and, you know, live your life and have your business and go towards your new goals in the current year. Um, that's, it's important. Yeah. Um, I do on a side note, think that you should change accounting quirks to accounting kinks. Cause I think it will make people really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Especially accountants. Yeah, I can I can picture my accountant right now, like blushing and turning like totally bright yes. red. If I was like, "Tell me about your accounting kinks, Meryl." What? I like to make I like to make uh, you know old men accountants really uncomfortable. It's fun for me. <laughs> okay, Sam, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. Um, I know that you are fairly booked, but I know you also have some really great resources for people. So how can people get in touch with you? How can they learn more? And how can they just be in your amazing energy? Yeah, so I am actually accepting new clients right now. It's on a very, you know, like, one at a time kind of basis as I'm, you know, continuing to settle in with all the clients that I have. But um, I work with online service providers and coaches. And um, if you are interested in, you know, chatting with me, I have a simple solution session that I set up for, um, you know, trying to find that one thing that you can adjust in your current system. And it doesn't have to be, you don't have to have a bookkeeping system going right now. It can just be, you know, even if you haven't intentionally set up a system, you have some kind of a system. You're accepting money in some kind of way. You're spending money in some kind of way. So we're going to look at whatever it is you're doing currently, and we're going to find one simple thing that you can tweak to make it a little bit more simple, a little bit more scalable, and kind of move you in that right direction. Um, so we can, I think, put the link in the show notes mm -hmm. um, for that. Um, I am also... Samantha Lynn Palisol on Facebook, if you guys want to connect with me there. And um, Little Town Bookkeeping also has a business page that you can check out. Um, so those are probably the best places to find me. Love it. All right. Lastly, before you leave, you know what you have to do. You have to tell everybody one good reason to take off their pants. <laughs> All right. You should take off your pants because you created this business not to be, you know, a side hustle. You created it to go all in and be the thing. And maybe it's to, you know, replace that nine to five. So take off your pants, dive in head first and do, you know, make your business legit. All right. Thanks, Sam. Thanks so much for being here. All right, guys, get out, do get, get out there, do all the unicorn things and keep your fucking books. Okay, bitches. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> more trouble, go to realunicornsdon'twearpants.com, hit that subscribe button, and remember, hashtag fuck pants. <laughs>